Coupon Tom Telesco is going to have to show up because the Chargers are balling on a budget heading into the 2023 free agency period. And today we're looking at some cheaper options that can hopefully make the Chargers offense more explosive. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. To make sure you never miss a show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But today, David... <laughs> We're shopping at the Dollar Tree looking for explosive options for the Chargers to add on, you know, before the draft comes up to try to solidify some spots and hopefully add some juice to the Chargers offense, like someone like Raheem Moster, who could be potentially a little bit cheaper, but add kind of a home run threat to the Chargers running back room. And I think there's some cheaper, flawed receiver options that could definitely add some speed to the Chargers room. Someone like maybe Paris Campbell, someone like Darius Slayton, but they all have their wards. Maybe, you know, a former... Kellen Moore player like Cedric Wilson becomes available. Maybe that ends up making more sense. And we also have some options today if the Chargers do decide to not re-sign Trey Pipkins, if Tamari Sawyer does move to right tackle and some kind of alternate plans the Chargers could go with trying to find cheaper offensive linemen in free agency as well. But let's start with the fun guys, Dave, and let's start with the running back group because I think that running back is obviously a lot of Chargers fans want to see someone like Bijan Robinson in the first round of the draft. Not super likely, and it is a position that maybe the Chargers could add to, you know, especially for some competition for guys like Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller, since we don't really know what the Chargers have in those guys yet. Raheem Moster was a guy that popped up to me, David, as far as when I'm looking through market values, a guy who's, you know, less than $3 million to kind of sign off the streets, has some injury problems that are going to kind of keep his cost down, but someone I think that could add a definite kind of home run ability to the Chargers backfield. No question. When, whenever you put on the tape and you watch this guy, this guy has that explosive a- aspect to his game. Like he really, if he if he gets the ball in the right spot, he can definitely go and he can take it the distance. He has that special ability, and he it really had a really solid year for the Miami Dolphins last year. I mean, over four point nine yards per carry, three touchdowns, eight hundred ninety one rushing yards, and one of my favorite things here, Daniel, only one fumble. So he's yeah. pretty secure with the football. So good production, and you know if the the spot track uh, projection is two point two million, I mean that's something that even with the uh, salary cap restrictions that the Chargers are going to be subject to, that's probably something they 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 can probably make work. Yeah, and I mean, he has three seasons that he has over 4.9 yards per carry and over 100 carries in those seasons. So, so you're it's not a someone that's actually done it. You're not trying to, I mean, let's be honest, the Chargers in the draft have not been great recently picking running backs up, right? We nope. don't know about Isaiah Spiller. Obviously, it's too soon to tell. Sure. Josh Kelly looked a lot better last year. Larry Roundtree hasn't ever been able to get on the field consistently at all, and we kind of know what he is at this point. This yep. is somebody who has proven it. Yes, you're taking a risk there. But you're also giving him a chance to be kind of 1A, 1B with Austin Eckler. And unlike you have with Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller, this guy actually has some house call ability. Those guys mm-hmm. are not the explosive athletes that someone like Raheem Moster is. And I think trying to get 
some more juice there, trying to find a way to get some more explosive runs. And I think for Kellen Moore, you know, you look at this as kind of your poor man's Tony Pollard, somebody you're trying to scheme into space to get some yards after the catch, to be able to be, you know, part of the offense that can carry the load and be efficient and be productive when Austin Eckler is not on the field. I think there's some other guys, David, that kind of fit that category as well, including someone that I think is really going to be flying under the radar, hopefully, because he almost barely played at all last season. That's the Ernest Johnson, someone that went off in 2021, kind of fell back under the radar in 2022, and is a free agent running back that could potentially come in on the cheap. Yes, whenever you are running behind Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and that offensive line, it's really, really difficult to get on the football field for Dearness Johnson. But when he did get that real opportunity to kind of show what he can do with the consistent amount of carries like he did in 2021, where he had 100 carries, 534 yards. That is pretty easy math, guys. That's 5.3 yards per carry. That means that he's getting half over half a first down every single time he is touching the football, which is phenomenal. Could you imagine starting your drives at second and five instead of, you know, second and eight, second and nine? I mean, that makes a real, real difference that opens up the playbook that allows you to be so much more multiple when you are getting that much production. Uh, Obviously, that didn't happen last year, but like I said, when you're running behind those two guys, it's hard to get on the football field. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense as far as why he wasn't on the field. I mean, it's just those two guys are getting all the money as well. Or, you know, we're taking very high in the draft, and both are very good. They are. But I think he is a guy that it would be worth taking a chance on. Another guy where you've seen him do it at this level, so you're not kind of just taking a shot in the dark with the draft. You have to see how he fits, right? And I didn't see anything that would really make him not be a fit there. At the same time, there's a couple of things I really like about it, right? 5.3 yards per attempt in 2021, 26 forced missed tackles on 100 attempts. That's one missed tackle forced every four attempts that he had. I mean, I think Literally last season, Josh Kelly had 69 carries and had, I mean, I think, you know, six missed tackles for something along those lines. So, like, wow. he is doing that at a really high level. You also look at, yards after contact per attempt, 16 explosive runs, runs of 10 plus yards on 100 carries. Austin Eckler only had 22 explosive runs on 204 carries and more than doubled it and only had six more. That's super impressive to me. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is, too, is he had a much better offensive line that Cleveland Browns offensive line mauls people, and that's kind of what they're built for. The Chargers line isn't. But at the same time, this is a guy that, I mean, obviously would be worth taking a flyer on. He should be pretty cheap didn't do anything last year kind of buying low on him but i think you'd be a good mix in the backfield for sure i like the idea of adding him to the backfield to push josh kelly and isaiah spiller because i mean for josh kelly yeah he had a resurgent year last year he definitely showed up for isaiah spiller he didn't really earn the coach's trust enough to get on the football field and really show what he could do so sometimes you need someone to light a fire under you and then bringing somebody in for free agency that plays that same position that you play it's either going to do one of two things it's going to bring out the best in you and force you to work twice as hard or that person's going to take your spot i mean it's really as simple as that and when you've had one of the worst run offenses in the entire nfl last year Something has to be done. They need to bring in guys to increase that competition level so we can really see the best running backs on the field to pair with Austin Eckler. 
Yeah, and I think the other thing that's going to keep his market down, too, is just other big names that could be on the market, like the Saquon sure. Barkley's or the Miles Sanders, the David yep. Montgomery's, yep. right? All of those kind of guys. I mean, there's a ton. Devin Singletary is another one. So there's a bunch of starting running backs that are going to be hitting the market. This guy was not one of them. And is at $2.5 million market value on track. Seems like it would be attainable, and I just think that – yeah, you don't love spending money on running backs, but to kind of sell somebody on, hey, you can be 1A, 1B, potentially revitalize your career, not going to be stuck behind two really good running backs that are already kind of in place. Yeah, I think that's really appealing to him, right? And I think that's something that you can get him to leave for and get him on the cheap. Because, again, the Chargers are $23 million over the salary cap. So we are right. really, really trying to find guys that you can cash in low on, right, and, and try to get guys who are going to outperform whatever this contract is on offense trying to get more explosive and he brings more explosiveness than the chargers current backups in my opinion yeah with tight end david we looked at it and i think we both kind of came to the conclusion as far as free agent tight ends the chargers aren't going to be able to afford any of the top of the market guys they're going to be better off probably looking in the draft definitely i mean looking in the draft you can find someone who fits your offense a little bit more you get him on a cost controlled contract and honestly for the money that you're going to be paying them you're probably going to find a better player than what is going to be out there for the money that you have at your disposal so yeah, yeah i think i agree completely looking into the draft which we also i think we can agree sit here and agree that that is a position that they will address and probably address very early on in the draft and a, a position that this draft is supposedly deep at, right? Exactly. The Chargers go cheap thing. and just want to find some sort of run blocking option. I'd look at Jeff Swain, a guy who he had time. Kellen Moore did with the Cowboys in two different seasons, 2015 when he was a player, 2018 as a coach, and a guy that had his best run blocking days as part of the Cowboys. Maybe that connection they try to bring in some because we know that Kellen Moore loves using his tight ends. They will get on the field a lot. They love to use them, and they might just be looking for more veteran help. There's some more consistent at run blocking because that wasn't a strength for the Chargers offense last year. Better off, though, going, hey, Darnell Washington in the second round, you know, or something like that. Find your tight end there that can help in those ways. But there were also some receivers, David, including multiple 4-3 guys who are projected to make, you know, less than or around $3 million next year if the Chargers want to try to add speed that way. There are a couple of options, but we're still shopping at the Dollar Tree, so there's going to be some flaws. Is it worth it to get that field stretcher? Could they even take a chance on someone like Robbie Anderson? Because I know some Chargers fans have floated out that, that out there. Excuse me. Chosen Robbie Anderson. We'll be getting to that after this. But I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the number one time to get FanDuel, the Amer America's number one sportsbook, because new customers right now get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything you want to, from the money line to point scores to threes drained in a game because right now basketball is really, really heating up so you can find those player props that you like, like player points, rebounds, assists, things like that. Or you can even get a little bit crazier and go with something like the 2 by 3 where you're betting on someone to make two three-pointers in the first three minutes of a game. If you want to only go football, don't worry, you can already get in on the futures of football right now, or even go XFL if you're really trying to scratch that football edge. So don't miss out right now, guys, on your chance for that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Let's get to some wide receivers, David. I think every Charger fan can kind of agree the Chargers need more explosiveness. And they need more speed specifically at wide receiver. 
that's going to be hard. It, it's not a super loaded wide receiver class, I would say, uh, you know, enough to make the, the kind of top guys make a level that's really going to kind of keep those, you know, smaller contract guys around longer and yeah. have those guys want to hook on to teams for cheaper deals, which is kind of what the Chargers have to be looking for at this point. But when you look, David, there is some speed out there that could potentially could be got on the cheap. Yes, there is. And one of the guys that I was kind of looking at when I was looking at wide receivers is a guy who is kind of trying to rebuild his value. And and that's because of a very long injury history. And I'm talking about former Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell. So Paris Campbell came in as a second round pick. And unfortunately, the injury started right away. He broke his foot against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. He suffered a PCL and, and an MCL injury on a jet sweep against the Minnesota Vikings. And last season, uh, Campbell broke his foot after catching a touchdown pass against the Houston Texans. So it just feels like, I mean, he could never stay healthy. Fortunately, That's what injury prone looks like. Yeah, it's I exactly mean, right. Yeah. It, when we're talking about the moniker injury prone, it's year after year after year suffering a major injury. And so unfortunately for him, he is definitely in that category. And what he has to do to get out of that category is do what he did last year, which is play 17 games. And he has to do that consistently when he did do that though. I mean, he put up some solid production. I mean, and you have to consider the quarterbacks that he was playing with and the offense and all the changes that were happening in Indianapolis, but Hey, you know, 91 targets, 63 receptions, 623 yards. And you know, the big question I think that you, you pose to me is does he still have the speed that he came into the league with after all of those injuries? That's definitely something you got to keep in mind, but considering the injury risk, uh, I feel like this is a guy that's definitely in that buy low candidate, a guy that really wants an opportunity to play with a good quarterback to really yeah. kind of resurrect his career. That was the other thing, too, is he not only, you know, kept getting injured, but the one year he doesn't get injured, he doesn't get Phil Rivers, right? He doesn't no. even get like Carson Wentz. He gets like the corpse of Matt Ryan. So, like, really yes. had no chance. And then Nick Foles, right? And we saw how that looked when the Chargers yeah. you know, were sacking him eight times in that 17 to three game. I mean, it's hard because, it, I mean, you're if you're a Chargers fan, you, the last thing you want to do is bring in someone who's injury prone. We're talking about budget bargain type of guys. I mean, I think he could even go for a little bit more. The good news on the injury front as far as can he keep that speed, last year he was tracked at 22 miles per hour according to Next Gen Stats, one of the fastest runs in the league on, I think, a 22-yard rushing touchdown. So there you go. he can't get away you know, with just speed. He's not a big yak guy. I think the thing that concerns me with Paris Campbell, too, is just even though he has that speed, I mean, you're looking at the average yards per catch, right? Seeing that yeah. under 10 yards. I mean, yeah, I don't like 10 yards per that. catch yeah. isn't great and hasn't really shown himself as a legitimate deep threat in the NFL. And also, you know, he would have to be signing up to be at best the third option. But we know how the Chargers, the you know, option. love yeah. Josh Palmer. So, like, you're trying to sell him on a third or fourth option. But yeah. he would bring something that none of the Chargers have. There's nobody that runs close to a 4 3 1. That's what makes it kind of interesting, but still. Yeah. Same thing with Darius Slayton, another yep. guy, market value three and a half million, maybe even too much for the Chargers, depending sure. on the moves they make. Four three nine forty did have Daniel Jones as his quarterback, so you could expect a leap in production and oh. average fifteen yards, fifteen point seven yards per catch this year or last this last season. David, he's another guy where yes has some more, but could potentially add more explosiveness on the team. Yes, and he is young. He is in the prime of his career. He's 
about to be 26 years old. So there's plenty of tread left on those tires. This is a guy that's definitely still got a lot of juice. And when I say a lot of juice, it's to the tune of a four, three, nine, 40. So he definitely has that ability to stretch the field and the 15 yards per catch average over the first four seasons in the NFL showcases that it's not just a one year wonder for him. He did that consistently year after year after year. The one big thing that you brought to my attention, that is a big, big concern. Unfortunately is he had some issues with the drops, Daniel. Yeah, six drops according to Pro Football Focus last season, 18 drops over the last three seasons, three straight seasons of at least a 10% drop yeah. percentage. You don't ever want to see double digits in that number. We know how kind of played Justin Herbert has been by wide receiver drops. And it sucks, too, because this dude does bring a little bit of yak. I mean, 5.8 mm-hmm. yards after the catch per catch in yeah. 2022. Top 10 in the NFL in that regard, right? Broke some tackles as well but the sixth highest drop rate in the NFL. We're going bargain yeah. bin shopping. You sure. know? You're going to have to get some guys that have some run, you know, red flags in one way or another. He's another guy that could be cheap, but part of the reason he's cheap is because he's dropping so many freaking balls. Here's a guy to keep an eye on, David, if he does become available. Cedric Wilson, a guy who was yeah. on the Cowboys a couple years ago with Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator, had his best year under Kellen Moore and wouldn't necessarily fill their deep speed threat but he's making $8 million this upcoming season in Miami, and he was a total non-factor. It's almost impossible to think with the same head coach and offensive play caller, they're going to keep him around. Could he try to come recoup some of his value with Kellen Moore because he's not a deep threat, but he is a yak threat. Another guy, 5.8 yards per catch after the catch in 2021. You're getting him after a down 2022. Down is the understatement of the year here. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about 18 targets and only 12 receptions for 136 yards the entire season and he played in 15 had a games. big part to do with that too yeah. oh of course yeah he got signed before the Tyreek Hill trade he was kind of brought in to be you know that next weapon that they were going to utilize and then when you bring in one of the fastest receivers in the NFL that tends to go by the wayside pretty quickly and that's exactly what happened with this particular situation and also he just got beat out you know even the younger receiver Sherfield yeah that's true made several big plays and Craycraft. Really, yeah Car- <laughs> yeah Craycraft also those two guys just kind of they just made more plays they got more chance you know when they got those opportunities they made the most out of them and unfortunately for Cedric Wilson he couldn't really kind of carve out his role with that team so he looks like a guy that seems very automatic to get cut and why not go where you're familiar? Why not go with a superstar phenom quarterback to be able to have a really solid year and then maybe go out and get another, you know, decent sized contract. But he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to have to go out there and show everybody what he's capable of doing so that he can say, Hey guys, I can still make some plays in this league. Yeah. And I mean, when, you know, this is the only guy that has a big time chargers connection and, and right. a, you know, reason to want to come for less to the chargers to want to try to recoup some of that value and get used by the guy who historically used him the best yep. in his, you know, as a rookie in his first few years in Dallas. But one name that always gets brought up, Robbie Anderson, a.k.a. Robbie Anderson, a.k.a. Chosen Robbie Anderson. You can't tell, but one of those Robbies was an IE. One of those Robbies was a Y. Changed it's not his just name chosen, Robin? Is it just Chosen now? Or I think I, the way I saw Chosen Robbie Anderson is what his name is right now. Okay. Two name changes. Four three six forty time though, David. I mean, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I get why Chargers fans want this. 
He did also talk smack about Baker Mayfield, who might have deserved it, but then had to play with Baker Mayfield after, you know, talking about him on social media. I I don't see it happening. I don't know if you'd be in the price range anyways. It's hard to imagine after making a double digit millions. He's not going to get anywhere close to that, but I don't think this is somebody the Chargers will consider, even with the speed. Yes. I mean, obviously, hey, I know the speed is attractive. Even He'd me, make I them want more interesting threat. for sure. He would. I mean. He definitely would make them more interesting. But that's just the thing. The Chargers <laughs> don't like interesting when it's not on the football field. They don't deal that's with true. personal off the field problems. They don't like distractions of any kind. So with that, coupled with the amount of money that he's probably going to be seeking, this is not a fit. Sorry, you can go ahead and cross him off the list. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like, I mean, I don't know Robbie Anderson as a person or anything like no. that. I can't speak to his character. No. But at the same time, I mean, has, you know, been a headache for a couple of teams right now, and it does seem like someone the Chargers would try to stay away from. But the one position for the Chargers that's really up in the air kind of kind of as a whole position group is just the offensive line because there are a couple of different things. We don't know if Trey Pipkins is going to get re-signed. He hasn't up until this point. Right. What happens if they can't re-sign him? Jamari Sawyer moves to right tackle. Then what are you doing at left guard? We're going to be looking at kind of some bargain options that give the Chargers some flexibility, potentially not knowing what this offensive line is going to look like heading into free agency coming up right after this. I want to start with one of these options at offensive line, David, and I think this option is a familiar face. Someone that I think Chargers fans could get excited about. I mean, he was really, really good during his time with the Chargers. But also, it would only make sense under a specific situation, right? I mean, the yeah. situation would be if the Chargers can't re-sign Trey Pipkins, they move Jamari Sawyer to right tackle, they cut Matt Filer at left guard to save $6.5 million to try to get under the cap, but then have to go find a cheaper option, potentially in free agency, to you know man the left guard position. They could also you know keep Jamari Sawyer at left guard and try to draft a right tackle, We'll see what happens. But in this scenario, if they try to move Jamari to right tackle, they could have an option to potentially try to sign a cheaper guard. And one of the guys that makes a ton of sense to me, David, is a former face, Odeabushi. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely correct. Odeabushi is definitely somebody I think would be someone that would be very familiar, would be very comfortable because you saw what he did when he was with the Chargers before the unfortunate ACL injury, he was fantastic. He didn't give up any sacks, felt like he was a presence in the running game, felt like he was really starting to hit his stride and really start to play extremely good football. And then you go down with the injury, and then it took him some time to recover from the injury and also you know, latch on with another team. He eventually did get signed by the Rams and played some quality football. He only gave up two sacks and 193 pass blocking snaps. So, I mean, he's a guy that you know what you're getting. He's already going to understand the scheme, hopefully. I mean, I, I guess there's going to be some differences with Kellen Moore coming into the fold. But yeah, I think he's just a solid football player that's not going to command a lot of money. So I feel like Odeobushi would be a natural option if that was the scenario that played out. When the Chargers didn't need him last year, they went and got Zion Johnson, right, and filled that right. right guard need in the draft, and that's where he played for the Chargers. But if it opens up again, it feels like you could just slide him in at left guard for Matt yeah. Tyler. And even though it was two sacks and 193 pass blocking snaps, only five pressures and almost 200 pass blocking yeah, snaps great. last year on the Rams where he didn't have a lot of other help on that offensive line. We saw how bad no. that Rams offensive line was. I don't know why they didn't buy him more. I mean, he was available and stayed healthy through the whole season from everything I could tell. So yeah. coming off of a healthy season, 
definitely has shown he can be a starting caliber guard. I thought he was a good sign the first time they did it. If they wanted yeah. to go that direction and move Jamari Sawyer to right tackle, I'm in. Save the money it would take to go and try to find a starting right tackle on the open market, assuming you don't get Trey Pipkins. It'd be a pretty attractive thing. I mean, even bringing him in as a backup, a swing guard even, to be your backup behind Zion Johnson and whoever's yeah. at left guard, right? And potentially Jamari Sawyer, I, I would like him there. You'd feel I, good I, about it, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll probably try to, you know, get a better deal. I mean, even sure. in 2021, for the people who played as many pass blocking snaps as he did in 2021, even in those five games, he was top five in pressure percentage allowed. So, like, he wasn't giving up pressure. Very good in pass protection. Makes a lot of sense to me. And someone that Brandon Staley obviously has a relationship with. Absolutely. Have very nice things to say about. If they keep Jamari Sawyer at left guard and they need to go sign a right tackle, it's going to be really tough, David. And they're going yeah. to really need to find a bargain option because if they're at the top of the tackle market, they just simply can't afford it. If they're signing a tackle, it probably means they couldn't afford Trey Pipkins. Right. So where do you go next? Because at that point, it's it's going to be a very select kind of list of guys. It is. It's definitely going to be a select list. And one of the guys that I, I came across that has just been a really, really solid pro the entire time he's been in the NFL. To me, that is Kelvin Beecham. I really appreciate what he has done. 76.4 pass block grade last season, but that's not just it. 10 straight seasons over 70 pass block grade for Kelvin Beecham. That's pretty that is the model of consistency. No more than five sacks given up the last eight seasons this is a guy that you can just plug and play yeah he's a little on the older side he's 34 years old yeah. but the 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 consistency is there this is a 10-year vet you know what you're getting he's just going to come in do his job and, and do it at an adequate level and supposedly his market value right something we should get to was around yeah. three and a half million which is obviously very cheap someone you're only yes. getting because he's you know almost 35 years old, which right. isn't great. But you've seen tackles be able to age and do that. Sure, yeah. I think that's a great kind of backup plan, right? It's oh, a yeah. great kind of option B, not something I would love as just a starting option at that sure. age. It's a lot to, you know, Andy, I think he's lost some in the run blocking department as the years have gone by. Sure. Another guy potentially stealing from a competitor, stealing from a rival, I should say, in the AFC West. Jermaine Illuminor from the Raiders, someone that I brought up. Kept thinking he'd be a good option for the Chargers to try to target in you know their pass rush when they faced off against the Raiders. Kept kind of proving me wrong. A guy who played tackle and guard for the Raiders over the last couple of seasons just had his best season. And according, you know, depending on where you look, the market value is somewhere of a spot track. It's five point six million. PFF, it's three point seven million. If you're paying five point six, you might as well try to go get Trey Pipkins back. Oh yeah, but this is what I like, David. I mean, small sample size, but only three sacks allowed and twenty six pressures and five hundred and eighty three pass blocking snaps. That's a lot of snaps, not a lot of pressures. Zero sacks and one hundred and seventy eight pass blocking snaps. When he played guard in twenty twenty one for the Raiders, positional versatility. Maybe the market value, if it's on the lower side, it can make sense. But also a guy who's only twenty eight years old, decent run blocker, <laughs> blacker. Decent run blocker, and only I think the biggest thing is such a small sample size, right? Only yeah. 500 snaps in one season out of the last six seasons that he's played. That's probably the only, like the biggest holdback for me. That and ten penalties allowed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ten penalties is never a, a good thing here. But I mean, when you're switching back and forth and you're going from guard to tackle and vice versa, you know, you, that's a lot to have to keep up with. But I feel like, hey, if you're if you're around three 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 point seven five four. 
I mean, I think that's probably top dollar that you're going to really going to be able to afford to pay. And you're going to have to get creative with that contract anyway. Uh, but I mean, hey, if, if this is the guy that's available, I feel like he's a guy that you'd feel good about. I mean, he, he's coming. I think he's a guy that's on the rise. He's on the, he's on the move. He's you're buying low. Sure. Yeah, you're buying low. And, and I think this is a guy that's going to you know, still be able to provide some quality football for you. Yeah, and gives you some versatility, like I said. I mean, I, yeah. better at tackle than he was at guard. Stealing someone from a, you know, a, a division rival. If, if the market gets anything, though, the Chargers are obviously out of it, right? That to be sure. a really, really perfect storm for them to probably get a chance. And I think what we learned kind of going through these, David, seeing what the prices are going to be for some of these guys, the best option, in my opinion, is trying to buy low on your own guy, Trey Pipkins, re-signing him at right tackle, getting that position figured out for the next few seasons. And moving Jamari Sawyer to left guard. Definitely. It makes the most sense unequivocally. You know what you have with Jamari Sawyer after him, you know, coming in and saving your season. Coming in, being drafted as a guard, and going out there and playing fantastic football at left tackle when no one, and I mean no one, was expecting it. Right. So you got you got to love that. And then Trey Pipkins, you know, after the journey he's he's had, really come out, came out while batting battling an injury, played fantastic football for the Chargers. I mean, he yeah. was a very, I mean, he was an above average right tackle in the NFL last season. So I feel like yeah. he's still very young, still very productive. This is a guy that with the injury, you know, with the inconsistency of play, uh, I feel like you can get on a, a good contract for both sides um, with still some room to earn some major money in the next contract. If he yeah. overperforms. That's the thing is, is he can have a great chance to dip back into the market after showing some consistent production. You don't yes. want to try to get your multi-year deal after this year. You always want to get as much guaranteed money as you can. But I think with Trey Pipkins, he'd be leaving a lot of meat on the bone because if he yeah. can play at the level he did last year for another two seasons, he could hit that market and be making 15 plus million per season. Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't think anyone's going to give him that, especially with the top of the market being guys like Orlando Brown and Taylor Luong, Caleb yeah. McGarry. Isaiah yeah. Wynn, Mike McGlinchey, those dudes are all going to make 15 to 18 million. Oh, yeah. There's a top level of this that he's not at right now. No. So I think this is the time to try to get in on it, even if you have your reservations about it. I don't want to take my chances with another draft pick at pick 21. No. Even though if they don't re-sign him, I mean, it feels like that becomes a much bigger option if they can't no get question. Trey Pickens re-signed. The other thing is they haven't done it yet. They basically have a week right now to get a deal they, done with Trey Pickens. They haven't done anything yet. <laughs> Yeah, and he has to be at the top of that list. 100%. I mean, you'd have to hope him, Drew Tranquil, those guys have to be the ones they try to do. But, hey, we haven't even seen the ways they're going to try to free up some of this money yet. So all that part's really unclear. Yeah. Which is why we're discount shopping today. But I think <laughs> when you look at that and where the value is, I think that's probably where the Chargers get the most value out of that. And either of those other guys that we mentioned, any of those guys, as backups would make a lot of sense if the Chargers have enough money. I mean, it's still going to be incredibly thin, even if you go with Pipkins and Jamari Sawyer. Almost no backups behind any of those guys at center, tackle, guard. So that becomes its own sketchy thing. But you'd feel better if you start drafting guys kind of behind that to, to work into those roles potentially. But the offensive side was tricky. We know the Chargers can't spend much money there. But last year, they really cashed in on getting guys on flyers on the defensive side. I mean, less than $2 million to guys like Bryce Callahan, Kyle Van Noy, Morgan Fox, and those guys all had immense, immense value. They're going to have to do it again. And on tomorrow's show, we're getting into the guys who have Brandon Staley connections. Can he do it again? Can he find the cheap pieces defensively to plug up some of the Chargers holes before they head into the draft and have some big, big decisions to make? So make sure you're back here tomorrow for our defensive free agents before this free agency period comes up. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, 
Subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show where on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrogTalkSD, and the show's page at Locked On LAC. You guys, we will probably be doing a fan mail show soon. If you want to get in on that, you call into 323 524 7924 for the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. Leave a 30 second voicemail and we will probably get that on the show if you leave a nice question. Good chances it gets on, and we'll also be putting a post out. You can leave it in the YouTube comments if you want. If you want to go leave an Apple Podcast review, five stars and your question, it's likely to get on there too. However, you guys want to support. But thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. If you need a second listen, it is draft season. Make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL Draft Show with Keith Sanchez and Damian Parsons, who are trying to find the hidden gem in the sleeper for your team that can change your NFL franchise. Hopefully, they can find a couple good ones for the Chargers. Who did pretty good with a sleeper last year with Jamari Sawyer? That one turned out pretty good. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow and finding both shows wherever you get your podcast from. And tomorrow we'll be getting into some defensive bargain free agents the Chargers can hopefully bring in. But because we know there's not a lot of room. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.